Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason, um, and this week I have a cool episode for you. Um, I only have one quick announcement to make before I jump into the episode. This one's going to be a little short, so I'm just going to keep all of it real quick and real light. Um, I will not have an episode next week, unfortunately, Um, so no episode uh, the 28th, uh, because I will be in Maryland with my dear friend Sarah Snellygaster. Um, so maybe you'll get a chaotic Instagram live. Maybe you'll get a manic pixie dream goals episode. We'll see, but you will not get a crypto chats episode. Um, so that it's a bummer. Yeah. But, um, for the best probably, because I can only imagine if you have ever listened to my other podcast, manic pixie dream goals, then you know exactly what happens when Sarah and I get together. And it's probably for the best that we leave that off of this podcast. Um, That being said, uh, let's just jump into this week's episode. Um, We're going to talk about the Moss Man, not to be confused with the infamous Mothman. No, no, no. This is the Moss Man, M-O-S-S, Moss. Um, And this is a really, a really short, but really interesting story that I'm excited to bring to you guys. Um, So let's get into it. In 1978, a nice afternoon on the beach turned into a terrifying encounter for a Floridian couple when they took notice of a bizarre creature walking along the sand. The couple described seeing a human-shaped figure wearing a raincoat laying down in the sand, and at first they simply ignored it, assuming it was just another person doing something weird. But when the figure stood up and turned its attention to them, they noticed something odd. It had large, shining amber eyes. They realized that what they thought was a raincoat was actually a thick layer of Spanish moss attached to the figure's skin, akin to a ghillie suit, but without the obvious suit part. Uh, They described the moss as growing out of the creature, um, as opposed to just laying on top of it. The couple bolted and went to the police who investigated the area and found only some bits of Spanish moss in the area where they had seen it. Um, It's important to note, too, that even though they did see this creature walking along the sand, um, they didn't find any sort of footprints, whether coming or going from the ocean or to the ocean or, you know, back to anywhere. Um, And that's important because uh, some of you know how sand works. Some of you know how sand works. Um, and you know, when you take a, when you take a step in sand, it usually disappears pretty quickly. Um, with the exception of if the sand is wet, if the sand is wet, you get a very much like mud kind of consistency. Um, and it's very similar to, to how mud reacts to a footprint. Um, so if the sand was wet, um, and this couple had initially described this as being pretty close to the shoreline, um, it would you would assume that there would be at least a footprint somewhere. Um, there were also none leading into or out of the forest uh, nearby. So another just odd thing about that encounter. So we have this crazy moss man. These these people saw it and then never saw it again. Um, the moss man was seen several times by other people though following this initial encounter in places such as Red Reef Park. West Palm Beach and Hillsborough Beach, and almost every single encounter was the same as that first one. Just about every single um, other person who encountered this moss man described the situation to be almost identical to that first one in 1978. Um, Every single time it was a creature either sitting or laying, um, and in one instance standing. Um, 
and it looked like it was wearing some sort of a suit um, until they got close enough to realize that it, it was actually foliage, um, moss and, and leaves and other greenery kind of hanging, um, seeming to be growing out of this creature. Um, and the amber eyes is another thing that is very consistent throughout all of these sightings. Um, <clears throat> In 1980, an elderly couple came closer to the figure than anyone else ever had. A woman and her husband were out walking um, in Red Reef Park when she noticed something in the foliage just off to the right of the path. Now, Red Reef Park is a coastal park. Um, It is, I believe, 67 acres um, of, like, coastal parkland um, with a 20-acre environmental education center meant to teach people about local wildlife. Um, So keeping that in mind, this woman assumed that the slightly different colored patch of green that was off the path was probably just a bird or even maybe um, a small alligator. She walked closer to the side of the path and leaned over to get a better look, but instead of a bird, she was confronted with the moss man. From about eight feet away, she locked eyes with the creature as it spun around to meet her gaze before darting back into the woods. The couple reported the encounter to the police and the education center, but by the time anyone arrived to investigate, the creature was long gone, and all that was left behind was, again, a bit of loose Spanish moss, which is um, another thing that's important to keep in mind, because you've got foliage around. You know, this was off of the path in a slightly forested, I won't want to say, like, super forested, but forested enough that, you know, this creature was able to kind of hide from them in the bushes uh, for at least a little bit of time. Um, So it's not unusual in this instance to have found some leftover foliage, some leftover moss hanging around. That could have been, um, you know, from a a number of different reasons. Um, But it's important to note, like, how the leftover moss was found, um, if that makes sense. It wasn't found, you know, hanging from a tree like Spanish moss grows. It was just kind of found ripped up in pieces around where the woman had reported seeing the creature. Um, So that's really neat. I think that's interesting. Um, Now, there is another story, and there is no date on this story. I could not find a date. I could not find a time, um, unfortunately. Um, But there are some photos, some old um, photographs of, you know, these these people in question in this particular um, instance, um, which based on the quality of the photo, I would guess it was probably sometime in like maybe maybe like the early 1900s. But I'm also like a terrible guesser when it comes to trying to figure out how old something is, especially something like photography, um, or really anything that happened in the last 30 years, because I have no frame of reference for how long time is, um, because time is fake. Um, anyway, um, (laughs) these pictures could have very easily been from like the early 1800s. It could have been late 1800s. As I said, I legitimately have no frame of reference to go off of here. So I'm kind of just guessing. But basically, um, this woman named Ida Moore claimed that her husband was actually abducted and killed by the Moss Man. Um, Her story basically just stated that her husband, Albert Moore, was dragged away by a foul-smelling, moss-covered humanoid creature while fishing on the Suwannee River. I hope I said that right. Suwannee River. I think so. Um, 
Now, there wasn't ever an investigation, nothing really to back up her claims other than her missing husband, um, which, let's be completely honest, she could have just killed him. That's a very real possibility. Um, And if that is the truth, hats off to you, Ida Moore, I suppose, because I feel like that was probably even harder in that time um, than it is believed to be now. So... Uh, that's my opinion on that, I suppose. Um, I don't necessarily think that this woman killed her husband. Um, but that's kind of like, without any investigation, without any evidence, without any, anything, really, that's, that's kind of the only direction you can go. Um, anyway, back to the original story. Though the first widely reported sighting of the Moss Man was the 1978 sighting, the one that I talked about first, um, there are a lot of locals in that area that claim that the Moss Man has actually inhabited the area dating back to the 1500s. Um, there is indigenous lore to back this up, as well as a recorded cryptid hunting posse from the late 1880s, led by a Sheriff Peeler of Clay County. And you guys know how much I love a cryptid hunting posse. I'm here for it. I wish we had more of them. I will, I've said this before and I will say it a thousand times again. If you want to start a cryptid hunting posse with me, please shoot me a message on Instagram. I am ready. I am down all the time. Let's go find something weird. Anyway, so Sheriff Peeler of Clay County had rallied a handful of his men and set out to find the Moss Man and put an end to its reign of terror. Uh, But the only thing he documented finding and killing for that matter was a couple of alligators. So efforts unsuccessful. Um, Did not find the Moss Man. Did find some alligators. Kind of cool. Killed them. Not as cool. Um, But no Moss Man. So kind of leaves us in this this place where we don't really have a lot of evidence. We have a few eyewitness sightings, um, but not really much to back up this Moss Man. Um, And so we have some theories about what the Moss Man could have been. Um, So some of those theories include, there is that obvious connection to the Florida skunk ape, um, and we'll go into that in a second. Um, Another theory was that it could be a new type of plant that sways in a way that mimics human movement. And of course... What story would be complete, and I'm saying this sarcastically, without a theory that it was an indigenous curse? Um, Because there's always, there's always something like that. Um, Personally, I think that the skunk ape theory holds the most weight because when you think about the skunk ape, um, some of its key characteristics are that it's really shaggy. Um, It is lurking in the swamps, um, of Florida, where a lot of these sightings, um, are similar, similar habitats, and also the smell, which is a huge part of this, um, specifically in the case of Ida Moore and her missing husband. Um, one of the things that she kind of added onto that, that story was how the beast that took her husband, that dragged her husband away, was incredibly foul-smelling, which is one of the, like, number one, um, descriptors, I think, of the skunk ape. Um, so given all of the similarities there, I think that my personal opinion is that that's like the most likely of all of the theories. Um, but that's not to say we can't talk about the other ones because we also have the theory that it could be a plant that sways like a human. I don't know, um, <laughs> who came up with that. Um, but I would like to have a talk with them 
not, you know, not for any particular reason other than I would just like to know why, why, uh, why that ended up being what they landed on. Because that is to me, and you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but to me, that is very silly. Um, we have a lot of plants. Um, we have a lot of big plants. We have a lot of incredible plants. Um, I have yet to see a plant that really, uh, has nailed down the swaying, um, in like a human way. I have not, I've not seen anything even close to that. If you can, uh, show me a plant that can mimic the movements of human, um, I would love to see it. Please send me a message because that sounds cool. But, um, at this point, especially, especially in 1978, and then again in 1980, um, to me, that doesn't seem right. You know, it, there's some there's some things that just don't add up. And to me, that does not add up. Um, and then, of course, we'll discuss very briefly the indigenous curse theory, which I am not impressed with. I feel like I have made that pretty clear. Um, that doesn't feel like uh, it holds any weight here because um, it really feels like some fear mongering. Um, but, uh, basically it was a curse against the Spaniards. Um, and that's why it took the form of Spanish moss. Um, it was a curse laid upon the Spaniards for the, um, like pillaging of indigenous people. Um, which, you know what, that as a thing, I, I back. Uh, but in this legend, in this theory, it basically states that, um, the moss man was brought to life by a witch doctor to finish its revenge on the Spaniards for the pillaging of the indigenous people. Um, and that feels, I don't, to me, I don't, just don't know about that. Um, because like, I get it. I do. And I fuck with the curse, you know, I fuck with it. But, um, in this sense, I do not fuck with it because it just feels like a very easy way to blame something scary on, um, a, like, marginalized group of people. So, that being said, I think it was a skunk ape. Um, I think it was a skunk ape that maybe he was, like, getting a little hot. You know how pigs, like, roll around in the mud when they're hot? Well, maybe the skunk ape, like, I don't know, like, sews Spanish moss into his hair like a, an extension or a, a bit of tinsel, uh, when he's, when he's feeling warm, you know? Maybe it helps him cool down, or maybe, maybe this is a skunk ape that just needed a self-esteem boost. Um, you know, he's feeling a little down in the dumps and said, hey, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this thing. I see all the girls do it on the beach. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, and it didn't work in his favor and instead he scared everybody. Uh, who's to say, really? Um, we'll never know, I guess. That's, that's where I'm going to end um, this episode because this has been an incredibly rambly episode. So you're welcome for that. Um, anyway, yeah, we're going to end it there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I know that was a lot of bullshit, but that's okay. Um, like I said, just to reiterate, I will not be putting out a new episode next week because I will be with my dear friend, Sarah Cooper. Um, so just to not take time away from, um, getting to see her, getting to spend some time with her, um, I'm just not gonna, not gonna try to put out an episode. I just would rather, would rather focus my, um, my time and my attention on, um, getting to see a really good friend of mine. 
Um, so I will be back the following week. Um, and I will make this announcement then as well. But if you are going to be in the area of the Jersey Devil Fable Fest, you should definitely come out because I will be there with Sarah and we're going to be doing our, doing our thing, being chaotic and having a lot of fun and yelling about the Jersey Devil. So it should be a really good time. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll post about that sometime too. So you guys have a little reminder. But again, thanks so much for listening. I will see you guys next time. Uh, Bye.